Hello and welcome to Vet Club. We are back after a little holiday hiatus. Um, so sorry we haven't put anything out in a little bit, but uh, we took a vacation. So that was pretty exciting. And, um, and actually it was sort of during, at the very beginning of our vacation, um, we have, we'll start with a story, um, which is kind of what uh, inspired the topic for this show. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we just start by telling the story. Yeah, we're in the airport. I listen to everybody. And I can tell all the conversations going around and Bobby hears nothing. That's not entirely true. I sometimes hear things. I try to tune people out though. I, yeah, yeah I, I really don't want to. Oh, hears nothing. I don't like to um, people watch. I don't like to people listen. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's um, but yeah, we're standing in line at McDonald's and there's a, uh, what's that? Fine dining. Yeah. That's what we were doing on our vacation. And um, <laughs> it was funny too, because there's one of the, there's like three ladies working for like the entire they were McDonald's. Pretty awesome, actually. And one of them was obviously in training and knew and only knew how to give out drinks. And she's trying to give out, she's like, oh, I think it was a Diet Coke. It's like medium Diet, Diet Coke, Coke. Medium Diet Coke. Medium Diet Coke. Nothing. So she just kind of sets like, it aside. And then um, there's some lady who then starts talking on the phone about um, a bunch of medical stuff. Not a lady. This is a young woman. Lady sounds like an old person. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a young that's woman. Just my generic term for right. Person. This is this is a, a, seems like a woman, but a young woman, so probably early twenties. Yeah, somewhere between fifteen and forty-five. <laughs> I would say somewhere between nineteen and twenty-six. Yeah, <laughs> and so she starts talking medical stuff, and I was like, oh, and then she's like complaining about medical stuff, like oh, and then she started using like vet terms. I was like, ah, she said like dog, <laughs> medical stuff. Well, she was using dog. like the the drug stuff and. And then she like screwed up a drug name. And I was like, I was looking at Bobby, are you hearing this? <laughs> so I start is she, listening. Is she right or is she wrong? So she's talking about. And oh, we, we got we to switch to the end too. And it turned out that the Diet Coke was hers. Because yeah. when she got her food, she's like, uh, I was supposed to have a medium Diet Coke. And you could <laughs> just be like. Yeah, I called for that like 12 minutes ago. Here you go. <laughs> and we were both. Yeah, we were like, yep, yep. And she was okay. not on the phone while uh, no. they were calling for the Diet Coke. No. I don't know she was what she there. was doing. Oh, okay. Not right. listening for Diet Coke. Um, but yeah, she was kind of annoyed. Like, where's my Diet Coke? Where's my Diet Coke. <laughs> okay. So we don't know this person. We didn't talk to this person. This was just, no. we oh, eavesdropped. Is it eavesdropping if it's just in public and they're just loud? Yeah. Okay. Well, we were eavesdropping on this loud person talking in public where we couldn't not hear. Because if I'm hearing it, like, you can't really avoid it. So she starts talking about... I, I, the first thing I really heard was um, she said something about buprenorphine and then was like, no, 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 butorphanol. And I was like, okay, definitely medical terms. Um, and then she said, blah, 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 dog. And I was like, oh, this is veterinary. So I'm pretty sure this person was a vet student um, because she said I was on my shelter rotation. That's something a student says. So this is probably third or fourth year vet student. No idea what school or anything like that. Wasn't wearing any paraphernalia that we could figure this out. It's at the, it's at the airport, which is a hub, which means people from all over the place are everywhere. So, um, she's talking about, I don't know who she's talking to. I do not know if the person on the other end has any medical knowledge whatsoever. I'm guessing they probably do is probably maybe a fellow, like a classmate or somebody like that, because just the way the conversation was going. Yeah. The fact that she was naming all the drugs, but the gist of it, and we only heard her side of the conversation, but the gist of it was she's doing her shelter rotation, presumably at a shelter and did not like the protocol they were using to anesthetize the dogs and cats for 
presumably spay neuter type surgeries. That that was the gist of it. But so Topher's kind of he was listening to this, and I'm just kind of listening, like okay. But like, ugh. Complaining about like, I don't like how they're doing the anesthesia and you know, it, this is bad. This is bad. And she's like, first of all, they're using ace promazine and I hate ace promazine. I don't know if I should get into why I don't like that now or save it for later. <laughs> we just tell the rest of the story. Yeah, I don't I think hate, it really applies to what we're going to talk about. Um, a little bit it does, but like I hate ace promazine. And, and then was talking about how like this animal, and this was where I wasn't paying as much attention as Topher was, but, um, was like complaining about like, oh, and the animal's heart rate was 240 and then blah, blah, blah. And like, that's inappropriate. And Topher's like, is that right? I'm like, well, it depends. Was it a dog or a cat? Cause if it's a dog, she's right. That's, that's too high. And he's like, no, it was a cat. I was like, oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> and so like without any other context, I mean, we don't really know, but it was just like, uh, this is inappropriate. This is, I don't like this. I don't like this. And, um, and then I, I don't know was there anything else she said that I'm well she said she had brought up everything with the the people there and they were kind of like oh yeah that's all fine yeah well and, and they're like yeah those she are was not that's, okay with that's an okay heart that's rate fine yeah oh yeah she was like and they said that was fine i was like eh, it kind of is yeah i mean without knowing more context it, it could be totally fine and so Topher was just like is that right is that right i was like mm, no <laughs> is what she's saying right mm, probably not so that prompted us to think like, okay, well, you know, what, how should you handle this? Now, to be fair to this person, she might just have been, you know, venting or complaining about any number of things to a friend, like, you know, but what if, you know, how do you handle these types of situations? So let's say you're a vet student and you're on a rotation and you're working and you think that, um, you know, the, the people that are, in charge are not doing the best. Like they're not practicing yeah. the best quality medicine or fast forward a little bit. And now you're a recent graduate. Um, and th this is very likely to happen. You're a recent graduate and you get hired on into a new practice and you've just come from vet school and, and you know, they're doing things a certain way and, and you're like, Oh, this is this, we think this is better. And you think that what they're doing at the practice isn't the best. And yeah, like they're using that. What was that? Ace one, promazine. That old, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a drug or something that they used to, or a procedure that they used to do all the time. And now it's like, like super D inappropriate. claws and like ear no, cropping. No, not that. Um, it was like a treatment. for. Oh, what was it? I think you were talking about it with Michael Scher one time. Oh, I don't know. Ah, I can't remember. It was something mm. that was, it was in textbooks to do this. And now it's like, it's like no, oh, that is that? abuse. Oh. I don't know. It was probably like do claws and ear cropping. No, it was a drug. Like it was it like was a, a medical drug. Oh, it wasn't a, okay cosmetic yeah, yeah i don't know but yeah thing, <clears throat> things change for sure and you know when you graduate from school in your first couple you know a lot like you do know a lot of information but what you lack is years of experience and the people that you end up working with have years of experience but what they may lack is some of the most recent knowledge like new stuff depending on what they're doing like there's so much new information that comes out like you can't possibly keep up with all of it like you can't and so this is the potential for like this is like opportunity like okay their strengths are your weaknesses and vice versa like they have all this experience and you have all this new and recent knowledge hopefully relatively cutting edge and so that is a recipe either for like awesome collaboration or like disaster yeah like a lot of conflict so we i know started better because i just learned this 
I know better because I've done I've this a million done times. Done this, yeah, like hundreds of times or a thousand times. And so um that it's a it's a challenge. Um, on both ends, actually, yeah. um, it, it would be challenging because, you know, I, I, I am the same way. Like, oh, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm comfortable with it. And, and I tell students and, you know, young doctors, interns and things like that all the time. There is a lot to be said. There's a big advantage to doing things in a way that you are comfortable with using drugs or doing procedures in a way that you are comfortable with because, you know, like if I use drug A that I've been using for years and I know it, I know the dosage by heart. I know. So that way when I pull up a, you know, syringe and somebody pulls up their, I was like, Whoa, that's not the right volume because I'm very, very familiar with normal dosages. I know what um, the effects are, what the adverse effects are. I know what to watch out for. I know what the contraindications are. I'm very familiar with this drug. And so I am through that experience generally going to be able to use that much more safely than a drug that I don't know much about. So even if on paper, drug B is quote unquote safer than drug A using whatever metric you decide in this hypothetical scenario. It might not necessarily be safer in my hands because right. I have all this experience and I know how to use it appropriately. And I know how to monitor for, you know, all these adverse effects and things like that. So there is a lot to be said for being comfortable with using a certain medication or again, performing a certain procedure. Now, that doesn't mean we should get stuck in our ways and not be open to trying new things. Um, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say at all. But there's a reason that people use protocols and that they get really comfortable with. And they're like, I like this. I, I know what to expect. I know what to do with this. And I don't have to, you know, look into this or, or change that. So um, we've lost one of our cats. I don't know what he's meowing about. Yeah, go save him, Hippo. Yeah. So. um Find a mouse. Hopefully not. That's not good for the mouse. Um, so, so, you know, you're kind of battling up against these two things. You have maybe a, a young clinician who's like, all right, well, I have this table in my mind of all the anesthetic drugs or sedation drugs. And I was taught that this is the safest one for X, Y, and Z. And it's contraindicated in this situation. And then you come up against a clinician who graduated 30 years ago when half of the drugs on your table weren't available, didn't exist, hadn't been developed yet. And they're like, well, I've been practicing medicine just fine for the last 30 years without ever using this drug. Um, and so I don't necessarily see the need to change everything I've been doing. And that's tough because both sides have a point here. Um, so yeah, the question is like, how do you, how do you do that? Okay. So let's say you're, how do, you do what? How do you bridge that gap? How do yeah. you have that conversation with a colleague? Um, so the probably more likely scenario would be uh, a young clinician or a, you know, a new clinician to a practice coming in and being like, hey, I do things differently or I was taught differently or I want to do things differently. Um, and you know, how, how do you approach that? So, I, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on? Like, what, what do you think somebody should do? You're, you're, I mean, you don't do this specifically, <laughs> but like you're a new vet and you're like, oh man, I really want to do things like this. And I think that what you guys are doing is all wrong. Yeah. Oh, kind of like, how do you tell them? It's like, yeah, you guys are, I think probably the, the way that you would do that is, uh, try to be as positive as possible. I always think that like anytime you're negative, when you're talking to somebody that you're disagreeing with, that you think negatively of you're you're going to lose the fight. Yeah. Um, so I always kind of would think, um, just kind of be like, say, Oh, what if we, what if we tried this? Wouldn't that, mm -hmm. how do you think that would work? Like you mentioned some new drug and they're like, oh, I don't know that drug. Oh, 
And then you can look, well, it does this and this, and it, it, uh, it won't do like the one that you have can cause, um, yeah. like a GI upset. And this one doesn't do that. Yeah. Uh, do, do your pro- patients normally have diarrhea after you give them this yeah. that sort of thing? Just kind of come up with like, mm-hmm. like, like, oh, let's try this new thing. Or it doesn't even have to be let's. It's like, hey, I, you know, I, I realize I haven't been doing this that long, but, you know, in school we, we were taught this and I've been using that a few times and I really like it. And I see that, you know, we don't stock that here. Is that something that you guys would be open to, um, you know, us having so that, um, so that I could use it? And, and here's my reasons why I want this. And I think that's super reasonable to, um, to just say, I want to use this. And then that kind of opens up the door for a conversation um, later. Now, I think if you're going to do this, you also want to be open to trying their way. Um, and then hopefully they would be open to trying your way. Cause I think that's actually one of the best ways to influence people with those kinds of things is to say, Hey, I want to do it this way. Um, and then if they see you doing it that way and they go, Oh, that does seem to work really well. Or like you said, have the conversation here, here are the reasons I would like to use this instead of that. Or you could even ask like, why do you use this instead of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Or have you ever tried this, you know, medication? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah, so open the conversation with what are your thoughts on this rather than let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. Because uh, that's a really great, effective way to get people's hackles up and right. to put them on the defensive. So, you know, make it a conversation is step one. Now, oh, go ahead. Oh, I think another thing to do is like if they kind of, which sounds like happened in this person's situation, they just kind of got blown off it's like yeah no this this is fine just Mm -hmm. shut up and do it just be relentless with them every time it comes up bring it up don't don't be like mean about it but just yeah act like you've never said it before oh what if we tried this drug what if what i think i think that works if like you said you're being positive about it yeah because i think if every time you bring it up you're like so i know i've said this before or even if you don't say that you're like yeah maybe if we'd used blah 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 that wouldn't have got to be ned flanders yeah yeah yeah. Does everybody know that reference? I don't oh, know. oh, from The Simpsons. <laughs> He's the super happy, positive neighbor. Yeah, everybody loves Ned Flanders. Yeah, even the people who don't, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a good guy. Um, or Ted Lasso, be Ted Lasso. Yeah. Well, uh, Ted no, Lasso? Ted Lasso's really depressed and an alcoholic, so mm. don't be Ted Lasso. He's not an alcoholic. Yeah, yes. He he's not an alcoholic. He is totally an alcoholic. I don't think he drinks all the time. He's gotten drunk a few times on the show. He's drunk in like every episode. I don't think he's drunk. spoiler alert. False. If you haven't, if you don't watch Ted Lasso, you totally should. Um, at any rate, what were we saying? Be positive. Don't um, drink too much. Also, yeah, don't be an alcoholic. Um, but I think if you are positive about it, I, a couple of things. So if I'm like a new grad or I'm like looking for a new job, that might be one of the things I would actually ask about in an interview. Like, Hey, here's my question. Like I realize that I don't have years and years of experience. Um, but I, you know, I've developed certain, you know, protocols that I, I kind of like, you know, how would you guys approach it? If, um, I wanted to use a drug that you don't currently have on yourself, like how would, how would, we go about handling that. And if they're like, Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Tell us about this. Or or they, we we really want to hear what you guys were using at, you know, whatever university you trained at or whatever. If they're really open to that and they want to hear your perspective, that's a good sign. If they're like, no, we've been doing it this way for years. If it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Like "Mm, to me, that's a red flag. Yeah. Because I would want to work with people who want to hear my perspective um, because I'm super excited to learn from your experience. Like, I mean, most new grads have your old, like 20, inch crt tv 
Because <laughs> that didn't break. Yeah, it ain't it ain't broke. Yeah. Yeah. That oh no, you have a new best. plasma like fifty six inch. Yeah, TV. like things update all the time, and um, and hopefully because most new grads are going to be like, yes, I want to learn from your experience. You're you're hoping for mentorship and somebody to kind of help you because you're like, I haven't done all the things, I haven't seen all the cases, and so usually people are pretty open to. It. So hopefully you go in with that mindset. Like I recognize that you have tons of experience, and I'm going to be asking you bajillions of questions, um, but also I have some things to bring to the table too. And how are we going to bridge that gap? So it does need to come from both directions. So if you are listening and you happen to be one of those people who've been practicing for 20 to 30 years, I would encourage you if you have, you know, like a a young associate that's working with you and maybe they're not approaching it with the most tact, right? Maybe they're not approaching it in the positive way that we're saying, Yeah. but I would encourage you to say, okay, yes, I have tons of experience, but you know what? Maybe they have a perspective that's worth worth listening to and, and maybe I can be open to hearing them out. Um, and it's kind of frankly a little scary and it's hard when a new drug comes out. I, I'm terrible about it. Like I can give you the example with Alfaxalone is a, uh, an induction agent that is fairly recently being used in veterinary medicine. I mean, it's not brand spanking new, but um, I'm not a huge fan. Now, part of the reason I'm not a huge fan, I think it's a really good induction agent. So like it's safer than propofol and you're going to lose me a little, or I'm going to lose you a little bit here on this, but yeah. propofol is another does induction it, does agent. It charge your phone? Yes. Yeah. Totally does. With induction. Alfaxalone. Oh, it's an in- meaning to induce anesthesia. So get uh, them under anesthesia so you can put the tube in their throat and give them gas after very that. Very different. Very, very different. But it's a newer drug and it is safer in a lot of situations. The problem is, in my opinion, is that people use it as a sedative and it's not a sedative. They do the same thing with propofol. They try to use it as a sedative and it's not a sedative drug. They're induction agents and they induce anesthesia. And when patients are under anesthesia, a common complication is they stop breathing on their own, which is why we put a tube in their airway and so that we can breathe for them. But when people use it as a sedative, it can cause respiratory arrest, meaning they stop breathing, both propofol and alfaxalone. And so um, what I'm used to, or not what I'm used to, because I'm not used to using it, but a lot of um, the younger clinicians are coming up and they're seeing alfaxalone being used as a sedative. So they're giving it to animals that are not intubated. There's no plans for them to be anesthetized and they're sedating them. And I've had two cats die. One that we brought back, one we did not using Alfaxalone as a sedative. And I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, I, I'm not going to start, I'm not going to use it that way. Like it's a good drug for certain circumstances, mm-hmm. but the way I think people are using it, like not a fan. Plenty of people disagree with me. And there are lots of people out there, I'm sure, who would disagree with me. And that is totally fine. And yeah, but I, you can have that whole conversation that you just yeah, rattled off with it instead yeah. of just being like, yeah, I don't like that one. Right. I we, think that's We don't the use key. that because it's a bad drug. But I'm not going to tell you. Instead of like, oh, here's a whole conversation yeah. of why. But I'm also not going like to tell you as a doctor, you're a licensed doctor, not you personally, but the theoretical doctor standing mm-hmm. over there. Um, you can use that. Yeah, we'll stock Alfaxalone here. Like, that's totally fine. I have no problem. You can use it however you want because you're responsible for it. And maybe over time, I'll start to be like, well, okay, maybe I'll, you know, and that's what I've been doing with, I really want to like this drug. I do. And so I'm like, I keep wanting to try to use it. And other people are like, yeah, I'm really comfortable. I do it this way. I go, okay, okay. And then I'm like, well, what about all that twitching that they're doing? And they're like, well, yeah, that sometimes happens. I'm like, all right, well, what about the, and I just, I don't know. I'm just like, I get, I'm comfortable with my old stuff. And so this is me being a little bit old dog, new tricks. Um, but I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm going to go back to my stuff that is working. And a lot of that is probably my comfort 
I keep trying to use it though. <laughs> I really do. I really want to use it because everybody else seems to love it. Um, I just, I haven't, I haven't fallen in love with that one yet, but like you said, it's more about having the conversation and yeah. I'm not going to, if I'm the, the senior associate or I'm the owner of the clinic, I'm not gonna be like, we are not using that because like you said, it's a bad drug. Like, no, yeah. if you're comfortable with it and you want to use it, go for it. Well, probably no all the, it. all those types of drugs have some sort of weird yes. side effects that's tough and you're just yes. used to right. the side effects of what you use exactly. and all the new clinicians are used to the side effects of this one. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, oh, it's a, that's, I don't worry about that. Right. Like I'm not so, stressing out about yours is probably does something, yeah. does something weird with the heart rate and yeah. you're like, ah, psh, it's in the range. Who cares? Yeah. That's what but it's, it's supposed to do. It's too above the range. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't care. No. And, and that's what I was saying at the beginning but that comfort, twitch. but comfort with those side effects is a, is a huge part of yeah. it. Yeah. That's um, where the experience part comes yeah. in. Yeah. I am. I've done this before, so I, I know how to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, but that's the key that if you are the young person coming in who hasn't been doing it that much is to recognize you don't have 20 years of experience. No matter what new thing you're talking about, no matter how great you think it is, you haven't done it on 600 patients where the person you're talking to has probably used their protocol on 600 patients or more or whatever. So you do need to like understand, I think where you're coming from. The other person is like, yeah, I've been doing it this way for, you know, 30 years, but also I haven't been to, you know, I haven't gone to a conference where anybody was talking about that new drug or I haven't seen the literature. I wasn't recently in school and, you know, just acknowledge, hey, guess what? There's too much literature out there for me to keep up with. So there's a, there's a gap here and you have an experience gap and I might have a knowledge um, in that area gap um, and just recognize that. And that's okay. Um, but it's really much better if you can have a conversation. Like you said, it's a dialogue and you work together um, so that you both get better. Um, and that's, that's generally my advice. So if you're um, if you're the young grad in this area, or you know the recent doctor, or if you're a vet student or something like that, red flags for future or current employers are yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or we've been doing it that way for years and it works for us. I'm okay-ish with that. I, I mean, I don't love it. I'm okay with that if they're willing to let you do your thing genuinely. Um, but some of them will say that, but they might not mean it. Um, that Just that attitude is is would be a red flag for me. Of, nah, we've been doing it this way for a long time. We don't have any reason to change. We're like, hey, all right, let's talk about it. I'm not necessarily saying, yes, we're going to change everything, but we can have a conversation. That's a much more measured and reasonable response. If you are the experienced clinician and you have some you know, um, new recent grad, you know, a few years out that doesn't have the experience, um, you know, make, I guess the red flag on that side would be, you know, somebody who comes in and wants to just point out all the things you're doing wrong. Cause that's not somebody who's interested in having a conversation. That's somebody who's interested in, I am superior. I know more. And you, you know, they don't want to hear yeah, so what, your experience. What should the, the new person with all the fancy tricks tell the, uh, the old wise person who's done it a thousand times the same way. So if the, there's like the flack of, Oh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like yeah. How do you, how do you, gotcha. How do you, so I think the first thing to do is say, Hey, that is very, the way you're doing that is very different than I was taught in school. Do you mind talking me through how you do it? I think step one is you got to hear their side. Yeah. <laughs> Make them explain it to you. Explain Sh it to me. Show that they actually know what they're doing yeah. instead of just uh, following. Well, the, I don't know. This is how I was taught. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, do you, 
do, do you know of any other ways to do that? Or is there a reason you do it that way? And if they're honest, they might be like, this is just how I was taught and I've always done it that way and it seems to work. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There are plenty of things that I do that I'm like, this is how I was taught, it works. And until somebody comes along and shows me a better way, this seems to be working for me. Um, but it, it, hopefully it's, how do you, then it's a give and take, right? Okay, I'm gonna show you how I do it and then you show me how you do it. That's what I would suggest. Now, if they don't ask you, right? And you're like, hey, can you show me how you do this? I'm like, oh, that, that's really interesting. I'd like to try it that way. I was taught a different way that I actually really like. Would you be interested in hearing how I do that? Mm. I mean, that's really how it is. And if they're like, nah, I'm good. You're like, okay, and just file that one away. Um, I think most people aren't gonna be that way though. Right, yeah. But some people like, you have to, but put it might, in their face a little bit. Like you may th- feel like they're blowing you off, but they're just, they're just trying to get through cases. Yeah. It, yeah. And also you do have to keep in mind the context. If they're in the middle of a busy day, that might, might not be the time. But yeah. Hey, why don't you stop what you're doing so I can teach you something? Yeah. Um, Maybe like, let's talk about this later. Yeah. Like, oh. like, oh, can we talk, discuss this later? Yeah. Hey, do you, you want to chat about that? Like I, you know, and again, it should be a, a give and take thing. I would love it if we can find some time. Oh, I know what you should do. What? You should, um, you should, like say all the things you want and then if they don't immediately do them email them all the papers that say that you're right and they're wrong yeah that's a great way to get it across right i think yeah so the funny thing about that is papers are good to, if you have supportive evidence if i if don't you, think you exists. should do that by the way no of course i think i think they picked up on your sarcasm <laughs> i hope so um but just in case <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but it is good when you have the literature um, or if they have literature, you ask them, hey, you know, do you know of any literature to support that? Um, you know, and hopefully they would ask you the same or, you know, or hey, you know, I came across this paper, blah, 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 blah. Um, do you, are you familiar with this one? I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, maybe maybe you initiate a journal club in your um, in your thing or maybe you get everybody in the practice to listen to the podcast. I don't know. Something yeah. like that would be cool. Um, but yeah, you should listen to this podcast, blah, 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 blah. It was really cool. Like, but those, that actually doesn't have to be this podcast. There's lots of good podcasts out there. But like all of those types of things are potentially good ways to um, just spark the conversation. Um, so I do think you can use literature as a, uh, a conversation starter. Be like, hey, I came across yeah. this or have you seen this? But bombarding their inbox with like yeah, out 13 of the blue. emails, not... <laughs> not cool it's not a good way to do that but hey i'd be curious you know i just came across this really cool paper i'd be curious to get your thoughts on it you know yeah, would you like me to do it would you like me can i what do you think of this paper yeah and send them one yeah one yeah maybe ask them first like hey i just read this paper that i thought was really cool i, I would love to kind of discuss it with you and see what your thoughts if it's if it's something we should you know look into to implementing here um, and they can be like oh yeah send it to me that's i can I, that's like that's what i imagine everybody saying oh yeah send it to me i'll look at it and we'll talk yeah. about it and then if they don't, then you follow up, you know, Hey, did you get a chance to read that paper? Like you might have to do that. People get busy. Um, and then if you keep getting the brush off then you're like, guess what? Your boss is giving you the brush off. Yeah. Yeah. Some people aren't. Cool. And then you have to decide, is this where I want to continue working? Yeah. So now what if it's the, the reverse where you're like the, like the nice old wise person that's willing to do everything, but you just have this new student Fire him. who like every week, <laughs> <laughs> every week you get like an email of like 10 papers that they want you to read that are like yeah. how you're wrong. All the things you're and, doing uh, wrong. Like yeah. they're talking to all the texts about how you're an idiot and you're old. Ooh. Wow. This like, got well, how serious. Do, how do you deal with that person? Because that's a pretty common <laughs> thing, I would bet. Um, 
So I think what it would be is, uh, again, trying to recognize that they're young, they're eager. Yeah, um, not, and, and that's it's not cool. somebody being malicious. It's just okay. I didn't like person. the whole complaining to the text about how. Yeah, but people, that's what people wrong. do. Yeah, that like the, the person shitty. in the in the airport, like, could it easily have been talking to yeah. a, a technician? Yeah, so, yeah you're right. Because they because they assume that they're their friend, especially if you're just yeah. someone rotating through. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't relate to these doctors that have been here for yeah. thirty years. Yeah, the true. next person down is the yeah. techs. Yeah. So if that come back, are we assuming the scenario that got back to me is the old veterinarian? Yeah, yeah, I want to know okay. what the old veterinarian should do. So we're assuming that the person is not. Um, malicious okay yeah yeah and i think it's always good to assume good because they're usually not yeah so um i guess what i would i would do is is i'd probably approach them you know be like hey i i'm actually loving how eager you are about this stuff and the papers that you're reviewing and things like that and um i'll be honest it's a bit overwhelming it's a it's a bit much right now. I have so a family. What if what if we Netflix set up account. what if we set up again like a journal club or we have like a weekly or biweekly or monthly or whatever? We have a time where we sit down and we pick a couple articles. You know, you you pick the articles, the ones that are most important to you, and we go through them and we talk about you know what's going on, what's in when information is out there, and if there's anything that we should take from that to implement into our practice, and like just try to kind of cut it not cut it back a little bit, but like focus their energy like yeah. use it harness it like this is awesome somebody wants to do all the work going through the literature and picking out a few articles and then i don't have to read every single one of them this sounds amazing this sounds really great cool you pick the articles you send it to me in advance i'll read them and then we'll meet and we'll talk about it and we'll have a discussion and we'll decide which things we want to keep and which please things we stop don't. emailing them to me yeah but say but like and I would just be honest, but honestly, the number that you're kind of going through right now is is more than I can keep up with. So what I'm going to ask you to do is prioritize, you know, we're going to and pick a pace that seems reasonable one a week, two a week, three a week, three a month. I don't know, you know, and you just say like, I don't know what's going to be overwhelming, but let's start with this and then we can adjust up or down as needed and let's see how that goes. So that way you're not dismissing them, right? They feel included, but you're creating reasonable goals and expectations and some boundaries um you know and you can be flexible with that if they come across something really exciting yeah please share it with me but just know like i might not be able to keep up with that in the same pace because yes uh, again really excited about your enthusiasm but as the practice owner i'm also having to deal with all these other things budgeting inventory and all that kind of stuff and you maybe you get them involved in that so they have some idea of all the things you're doing they can see all the work that they're in for right like hey this like give them a taste of that i think that's a good idea um but I think harnessing and trying to f- help them focus that energy is the best way to go. If you believe that their intentions are good, which yeah, it's kind of like the having a, a working dog. Yeah. Yeah. If they're tearing That's up your exactly pillows right. and stuff, just make them go yeah. do some if work. If you have an Australian shepherd for a colleague, like help them focus their energy, like use it for good. Because I think that is really, I mean, like that's such a great attitude. They're super excited and they're eager and they want to do the best medicine. And I think you acknowledge that and you say, I, I love this. And, but I'm going to be honest with you. I can't keep up that pace. Like I just can't. And so here's, here's a suggestion going forward. What are your thoughts on that plan? Like that's how I would probably approach that. Yeah. I think in either case, a lot of the times the, the problem is it's, one side assumes the other side is being oh, malicious. Yeah. Like, nope. When really just either someone is tired or someone is mm-hmm. bored. Yeah. One of my favorite phrases is assume good intentions. Yeah. Like when it comes to communication and things like that, like 
assume the other person has good intentions. Now, like if they're, you know, pointing a knife at you, like maybe not then. That's probably not the time to they assume. They just want to have a steak. Oh, yeah. They just they just saw a splinter near your eye and they were going to help you gently remove it. No. Okay. That's not the time to assume good intentions. But when you're having a conversation with people or when yeah. it's colleagues that you work with, when people say something or do something, I always think it's good when you're like, oh, that was really mean when they blow. It's like, wait, okay. Let me come up with the scenario the best case scenario that they were like, no, they, they had my best interest at heart or this was what was going on. And you know what? What if I reframe it and I assume that was their intention? Yeah. And you come at it from that. And usually you calm down, you go, okay, that's that's plausible actually. Mm -hmm. That could be what their thought process was. I have a little bit more of a, a negative view of that. <laughs> You're so. ruining it? <laughs> okay. But it's just kind of like- Mr. B positive. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a positive way of looking at it, but kind of negative. So- <laughs> I remember all these people that I've worked with. It's like, oh, so and so hates me, or so and so. It's like that person doesn't care enough yeah. about you to hate you. <laughs> yeah, you like are not the center of their universe. Like, uh, I used to work on a, a night crew at Lowe's, and they would blame us for so many things. And it's like, it's like all that stuff that you think that we're doing wrong would take so much effort to do. <laughs> we don't care enough to do yeah. any of that. Yeah. So that's, this, it was like, oh, so-and-so hates me. It was like, no, 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 I nothing you. Like, I, you, yeah. you don't come up in my thoughts on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, they don't want to do that because they don't like me. No, they don't want to do that just because they want to They don't want to do home. it. Yeah, it is, it's not personal. Yeah. Um. No, and that's, I guess if assume good intentions doesn't work, then just assume no intention. Yeah. <laughs> um. Go neutral. It was like, no, they just weren't thinking about it in that regard. And yeah, you know, and maybe that's kind of how a lot of it works. It's like, oh, what if we tried this drug? It's just like, okay, nah, nah. You're like, wait a minute. They, they're not doing that to you. They're probably just like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. That's not and the one not I really use. Convinced. Yeah. So you might have to be like, you know what? This is actually really important to me. I think I would really like to give this a try. And maybe what if we do it for three months? And then if I'm not using it and we're throwing it away or sure. it's expiring. Whatever. See, I talked you into it. Because <laughs> you're just like, it's easier. At this point, it's easier to give in. Yeah, that's it, what I was saying. It's it like, is. be relentless with the thing. If, if you're yeah. so annoying that they have to give it to but, you, you'll get it. But nice and positive. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You're just like, yeah. Um, yeah, there's different ways to do that. And here's the other thing. Sometimes you're going to be in a work situation and your colleague sucks. Yeah. It, maybe it's your boss or maybe it's your new associate. And sometimes you're like, this isn't working out. And that's, that's okay too. Yeah. Not everybody's going to work well with everybody else. And you know what? It's probably better to find that out sooner rather than later in most situations. Now, if it's yeah, if you're in a workplace that does suck, get out. Especially yeah. if you're a, like a, Young, a veterinarian. Oh my gosh. Like you so got, you can work in a lot of places. So many jobs. You're a doctor. So many jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the driver's seat there. So yeah, don't stick around in a crummy situation. Uh, now it is a little harder on the other side because it is hard sometimes to come by good, good veterinarians. Um, but uh, sometimes you just have to like, sometimes having uh, a crummy employee that is negative and bringing the rest of the team down is worse than having no employee. Yeah. So you do have to make that decision sometimes too. So I, I think most of these scenarios can be worked through. Um, but there are going to be times where like, this just isn't working. It's not working and nobody's happy here. So we need to sever this relationship and that's okay. And Cause you know what? That person might thrive in a different environment and probably will. Um, and you might say, man, you know, it seemed like a really great job. And you know what? For somebody else, it might be, it doesn't mean that there are bad people involved. Sometimes it might be, but most of the time I don't think that's going to be the case. It just means this didn't work out. What are you going to do? Move on is what you're going to do. You're going to move on to a better situation for you. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, just 
don't complain loudly in an airport. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just, it doesn't make you sound like a nice person. If you want to whine about something, don't do it in public. It's just not the time (laughs) or the place. Because like, I, I don't know, even if, even if I don't, have any medical knowledge i suspect i could get the yeah, gist of what this person was saying you. yeah and everybody was kind of like mm. yeah like who is this person and what like who do you think you I are feel like to, when she asked for the diet coke everybody was just, just like, kind of like because oh. <laughs> oh, everybody was like nope was not my one. diet coke. yeah everybody else acknowledged the woman was like nope nope sorry nope 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 and then this one girl standing there and then of course it was her diet coke and i'd forgotten about the diet coke thing and then she was like um where's my diet coke and we're all just like oh forehead oh, for crying out loud of course um, it was your diet coke um i ordered a medium diet coke oh that one that i threw away I don't think she did. I think it was no, she right had there. it right there. She, she was ready. She was ready. She probably she knew. the person right away. She probably knew. She was like, it like, was yours. The, I remember you. The student was kind of taken aback that she had it so fast. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're real quick here. We've all been waiting on you, lady. <laughs> oh, anyway, thank you, random vet student, for providing us with a great topic. Yeah. I, what I thought was a great topic. You guys might not agree, but... Um, at any rate, I'm going to assume good intentions and that she was venting a little bit because she was frustrated and that she's going back and she's going to talk to the, the, the people at the shelter that she was working with in a professional way and say, hey, I have you know been working here for a little bit now and I've noticed some things and I'd be wonder, I wonder if you guys would be open to letting me try a different protocol in a few cases to see how it works because I'm a student. I'm trying to learn. Um, yeah. I've seen the way you guys have been doing it for a couple of weeks um, and I wonder if you guys would you know be interested in trying a different way. And if not, it's like these things concern me. And yeah, can you can you tell me why I shouldn't be concerned? Yeah, yeah, and that's a fair way to do it. Like, hey, I was worried about this. Um, you guys didn't seem as concerned, but I can you yeah help me understand yeah. why you weren't concerned? When I'm doing surgery, I like to be comfortable, and the things that make me uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um. So hopefully, this was a venting session that we overheard. Again, public yeah. place is not the greatest time for venting. Like, do that in a more quiet area is my advice um wisely not wearing school paraphernalia though <laughs> at <laughs> least at least it wasn't immediately obvious uh where she was coming from and if you happen to be that person thanks oh my for listening god, oh my gosh i hope please email us that would be amazing yeah you can tell us your side of the story we'll have you on the show you could totally come on the show and we'll let you we'll let you share your side of the story because yeah. maybe we got your intentions totally wrong that'd be cool yeah um i think that's it bye no uh uh, yeah no i think that's all we have for today but i hope you guys enjoyed it and reach out to us on i don't know the twitter the instagram youtube other things oh yeah youtube this will be on youtube is it did it work yeah it went off a couple times maybe there'll be a recording we'll see you next time bye